Analysts say a realistic timetable for African countries to fully achieve the Sustainable Development Goals is 2045 or 2050. Yaki Sillier, chairman of the Board of Trustees for the Institute for Security Studies, says before the 2007-2008 global recession, African countries were growing rapidly. Since then, they're following what he calls a low-growth pathway. So Africa should be growing if we want to really reduce poverty and inequality and increase employment. Africa needs to grow at seven percent and above in terms of average growth rates and maintain that year on year. We do not believe that Africa is going to reach those growth rates. Africa is growing around four percent on average is our forecast out to about 2030-2035. Silvia says, while four percent may sound like a decent growth rate, it's not enough to bring the needed economic changes. With those kind of growth rates, and with the high levels of inequality that we have, we don't see that increases in income are trickling down to the poorest. So Africa grows for some, and you have a growing middle class, a small, very small upper class that are doing fairly well, but a large component of Africa. Those people that are what we refer to as extremely poor—that actual number does not decline. The number actually steadily increases over time. The extremely poor, about 37 percent of Africans, live on less than one dollar and twenty cents per day. Sillier says, besides high rates of inequality, Africa must address a rapidly growing population. There is a large, growing worker population in Africa, but they have to feed many kids. They have to look at increasing number of elderly people. This means that Africa is not getting the benefit of a larger worker age population. That is the age of population from 15 to 64. It means that we really need significant growth rates. Remember that China, which had the most amazing experience in terms of lifting, I think it's something like 400 million Chinese out of extreme poverty, did that by growing more than 10 percent a year. He says that growth rate lasted for about 30 years, but China is one country, even if it does have a population of one billion. Africa is diverse; it has about a billion people. Spread over 54 countries. One of the advantages that China has at low levels of income is that of being an authoritarian state. At low levels of development, an authoritarian government can deliver high, more effective growth and more effective delivery of services than a democracy. But as you go up the income curve, it becomes more difficult. And at medium to high levels of income, a lack of inclusion becomes a drag on growth. The Institute for Security Studies analyst says this is where rich countries have an advantage over China, which has an authoritarian government. Wealthy nations are usually democracies, with income and education levels contributing to economic growth. Silvia says that's a good model for Africa. The vast majority of authoritarian countries in Africa have disastrous growth records. China and countries like Ethiopia and Rwanda. Have remarkable development-oriented authoritarian governments. Many African countries have none of this, but hopefully over time, democracy will translate into higher levels of growth and more sustainable growth. Silvia says, for African countries to grow more rapidly, they need governments to focus on development. This includes manufacturing and an agricultural revolution 
that allows Africans to feed themselves. The most important step for Africa beyond getting its agriculture, small holding, small scale agriculture going, which is different from subsistence agriculture, is to build a manufacturing and industrialization process. And this is not happening in Africa. We are all going into the services economy, and that does not provide the glue that holds your agricultural and your services sector together. All of this is premised on governance, on the quality of governance, and forward-looking government investment in infrastructure, health, and education. There are no magic shortcuts to this. What's more, Celia says stronger democracies are needed in Africa to boost economic growth and achieve the sustainable development goals. What Africa has is very often not real democracy. We go through the motions of elections. We go to the polls, but governing parties in most instances manipulate the process. So what Africa really needs is free, fair, and competitive elections. In most African countries, with rare exception, that is not the case. The majority of African countries go through, I wouldn't call it a sham democracy, but it is going through the motions of multipartyism, but it doesn't really give you the benefit of democracy. So very important to get those basics right. He says over time, democracy and development are about institutionalization, moving away from the strongman rule that passes power from one family member to another. He says voters in a true democracy want their voices heard. They want a greater say over their own lives and to determine the lives of their children. That is very much the story in Africa. There are 17 sustainable development goals. The Institute for Security Studies says attaining them in Africa will be uneven, also because some are more easily reached than others, like low-hanging fruit. But it says uneven progress is still progress. Joe DiCapua, VOA News, Washington.